one today. Compliments are always good. Be a breath of fresh air to someone near you. Make someone's day glory to God. Praise God. You all can be seated. Well, Linked Up Church, we're getting ready to embark on what we are calling 40 Days of Community. This is our first time as Linked Up Church really diving into uh, these campaigns. Uh, Linked Up Church will have two spiritual concentrations every year. Right at the top of the year, the brand is Connect 21. That is 21 days of prayer. Then we'll come back in the fall like we're doing right now, and we'll have something called Connect 40. Connect 40 is the brand, but the theme is 40 days of community. So over the next six weeks, what we want to attempt to do is grow closer inwardly as a linked-up community so that we can make a greater impact externally in terms of the community that God planted us in. I mean, we'll never do more for them than we're able to do for ourselves. How many of y'all agree with that this morning? And the reality is whatever we are in here is what we will take out there. And so in my introduction today, you can follow along uh, Uversion Bible app. I'm going to give you pretty much an outline of the information because the goal is for everyone to be in groups, whether it's just your family whether it's a, 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 some friends, whether you're going to come here on Wednesday night, but, but the goal is that you go deeper during the week and then take the booklet that we've provided for you and actually look up all the verses. I won't hit all of them today. I'm going to give you a high-level overview of God's heart for this information on today. So right in our introduction, again, I want to welcome our online audience today that's viewing. Version Bible app is where that, this information can be found. 40 Days of Community is the beginning of a revolution. Book of Revelation, uh -huh. chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. Yes, sir. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst anymore. Preach, preacher. For God shall wipe away, yes, sir, every tear from their eyes. Yes, sir. Get ready for the revolution. Now we're ready. Oh, see, I mean, she out there. I mean, she just, my, oh, we, now we ready, huh? Now, when I was a youth pastor, I would have had the step team come in on both sides of the, the doors right there, and they would have just set this thing off, boy, and just, and just lined us up. Come on, somebody. Are you ready for a revolution? They say we can't do this. There are things systemic to our community that they say this cannot be accomplished. Matter of fact, of the 25 most successful churches in America, we don't represent those churches. I'm telling you folks, God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. So whatever he did in one community, he can do in another community if everyone will get their hearts right and line up with this. So I'm telling you, I'm not afraid to take on this challenge. I believe we will build community within Linked Up Church, and then we will go out and impact Powder Springs all the way to the place where people can go to hell 
but they will not be able to get through Prouder Springs to get there. Do I have anybody that agrees with that this morning? Come on, they got to they gotta go around Prouder Springs in order to get to hell because there's too much Jesus. Come on, I said there's too much Jesus in Powder Springs. So during the next 40 days, we will learn the exact opposite of what we've been taught most of our lives. God promises that if we do this, if we do it his way, we will never again struggle with loneliness. How many know loneliness is a plague within our communities? It's the concept, folks, of community. We will be able to overcome the following. Fatigue, fear, frustration, failure. I said we will overcome these. As Americans, we idolize independence. In America, we have what's called the Declaration of Independence. America's focus is music, independence, being self-made not needing anyone. The key to happiness is independence. Girl, get your own money. You can't, hello. God's focus is quite different. God's focus, the key to happiness is not independence, but it's interdependence. We need each other. Somebody say we need each other. We need community in our lives. He wired us to go through life not as a solitary individual, but in community. Folks, it's systemic. We've gotten so far away from this, and I'm not getting into I don't want to get into that today. But I can remember as a kid growing up, everyone on the block knew each other. And if my grandmother or my mother sent me to the store, you know what she'd say? Go across the street and check with Mrs. Such and Such. Go next door, check with Mrs. Such and Such. Hello, somebody. Matter of fact, when they would send me outside to cut the grass, they would say, now go over and cut Mrs. Jones' grass also, and go over there and cut Mrs. Uh, Henry's grass as well. And I mean, you know, as kids, we didn't open up our mouths and say nothing back either. These kids today, I'm not doing, why, why, why do I need to go over there? Because I said so. That's what you would have got back then. Matter of fact, if you disrespected the neighbor. See, we live in a society today where I promise you, you probably don't know most of the people who live on your block. If you even know the person that lives next door to you. See, our, our position today is, you stay over there, I stay over here, you mind your business, keep all of that over there, and I certainly don't want you in my business. I mean, we bring that mindset to church, and we sit next to people week in, week out, and we don't even introduce ourselves. We act like you're a complete stranger. You're awesome. You're awful. You smell. Who are you? Why are you sitting this close to me? Introduce yourself to the person next to you. See, that's, look at that. Nobody moved. Everybody's still looking at me. Say, hello. Let me help you. Hello. My name is. What's your name? We don't even know how to do that anymore. Basic stuff. 
That makes us so uncomfortable. It made us so uncomfortable. Find somebody else that you don't know sitting right near you and introduce yourself to them. Say, hello, my name is. What's your name? We come in here week in, week out. And since I can tell that man, there's some people you still haven't moved. Find a third person right now. I'm watching you, man. I'm looking right at you. You haven't even moved. I'm looking right at you. I'm looking. I can see. I'm not blind. Introduce yourself to somebody. All of this attitude. All of this attitude. Man, where did all this attitude? Just do what I asked you to do. Man, he's, he's staring back at me too like, I didn't come here to move. I came here to listen. We need community in our lives. He wired us to go through life not as a solitary individual, but in community. Let's go to our foundation text, Romans chapter 12, verse 5. I won't be before you long today. Romans chapter 12, verse 5, the Passion Translation. I don't have to be before you long today because every single one of you are going to be in some form of group throughout the week. See that attitude again. why we're not on that list but we're working towards it we're working towards it Romans chapter 12 verse 5 put that on the screen for me the passing translation notice what it says and so it is in the body of Christ for though we are many we've all been mingled into one body in Christ this means that we are all vitally joined to one another which each, with each contributing to the others. So we are vitally joined to one another with each contributing to one another. I am not all that I can be without you. But you are not all that you can be without me. But together, all of us can be all that God's called us to be. We absolutely must have other people in our lives. If we're going to be all that God wants us to be. Linked Up Church, the journey begins now. We need each other and we belong to each other in the body of Christ. 40 days of community is what we will embark on over the next six weeks. Our focus at Linked Up Church will be this. We're going to focus on the greatest lesson in life. And that's learning how to love. How I many you know we don't know how to love? And we need to learn how to love. How I many you know obedience is an act of love? Shake your neighbor's hand. See, some people didn't move again. <laughs> I'm working on something even as we do this. 
understanding why do relationships go bad. See, most people don't understand. That's why they, I'm out, I'm done. But then get in another one and you're in the same situation again that you were in. I mean, if you don't understand why the last one went bad, you didn't fix anything. You're still the same individual going into your next relationship. Why do relationships go bad? How do we turn a bad relationship into a good one? See, with us, once we encounter a bad experience, I mean, oh, it's over. I'm done with you. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. What is it that God does when he uses other people in our lives? How does he use other people to make us what he wants us to be? See, a lot of times I want to grow in love, but I don't want to deal with unlovable people in order to grow. Well, guess what? If you want to grow in love, he's going to send somebody into your life that irritates you. I mean, I'm not growing in love with my wife until we rub each other the wrong way. Long as we patting each other on the back and everything is great, I mean, we're, we're staying the same. We're not growing until conflict introduces itself. Then we figure out how much love we're actually walking in. Sure is quiet this morning. Feel like I'm making the devil mad, but I'm making Jesus glad. Can we just give God a real good glory to God, hallelujah, in this place? See, see, once again, some of you all didn't give God a good glory to God, hallelujah. Now, why do we need God's family, specifically? We're going to look at this morning five reasons, and I'm going to go through these quickly, Five reasons God says we need other people in our life and why we need a small group. I mean, you know, I, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. I didn't join the gang. The gang joined me. I'm just being honest. I never attempted to sign up. I didn't go to some meeting. I lived in a neighborhood. And in that neighborhood, they taught me this is what we do. And if you want protection, you want to be a part of this. How I many of it didn't take me long to figure out I needed that protection? How I many of you know we have a real enemy out there? I said, How I many of you know we have a real ball hawk enemy out there who goes through it to and fro throughout the entire earth searching for somebody? How many know when somebody's got your back and your front and your side, it doesn't matter who he's looking for, he can't get to you. Number one, five reasons why God says we need other people in our life. Number one, never walk through life alone. Put Colossians chapter 2, 6 and 7 up there, the Amplified Bible. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 uh, and 7. Amplified Bible. Never walk through life alone. It says, therefore, as you have received 
Christ Jesus the Lord. Walk in union with him, reflecting his character in the things you do and say. Living lives that lead others away from sin. How many know God has called us to live a life that leads other people away from sin? How many know our life should not draw people to sin? Our life should lead people away from sin. They should get around us and understand why I don't need to live like that anymore. Never walk through life alone. And there are three reasons why you don't want to ever walk through life alone. It's safer. Letter A, it's safer. And I'm going to read that same verse in my next uh, point here. But I don't know about you. Going to the, to the store in Detroit, Michigan at night is safer with three other people. Man, forget Detroit, Michigan. Going to the store in Powder Springs at night. We all tell our children, right, don't, walk, don't go to places by yourself. Go in groups, right? But, but how come we're not in a group? Then, well, then the children are resistant, maybe because we're resistant. Okay, let's keep going. Three reasons. It's safer. Number, uh, letter B, it's supportive. Let's read Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, New King James Version. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. It says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Verse 10. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls. For he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Verse 12. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. How many know if we all had two to three people that we could depend on, life would be safer and life would be more supportive. How many of y'all agree with that today? No doubt about it. Letter C. Well, there's an old Zambian proverb before I read letter C that says, when you run alone, you run fast. But when you run together, you run far. Anybody ever just tried to run a mile by yourself? Anybody raise your hand if you ever just went on a run by yourself? I mean, you might stop midway through there and nobody knows. I mean, you might go halfway, come back, and then tell everybody I just put a mile in. <laughs> right? But when somebody's running with you, that, that's always that, come on, we can make it. Keep going, don't quit. Come on, we committed to one mile. Let's do the mile and finish it. So we'll run further together. We'll run fast by ourselves. How many know we'll burn out? We'll run further together. Letter C, it's smarter. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14, I'll quote it. The Bible tells us in the multitude of counselors there's safety. I know before you make major decisions, you need to bounce those off of somebody else. And then in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. Don't just run out there. How many of y'all can think about a decision that you made by yourself 
that had you just talked to some people that have already done that, hello somebody, already overcome, came that situation, you probably wouldn't have made that same decision. How many of y'all are willing to be honest on that? Right? So in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, God looked at Adam. Adam had been naming all of the animal planets, and he noticed all, all of the animals and plants and bugs, and, 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 and God noticed, Adam noticed it as well, that everyone had a partner, right? They were all in twos, male and female. Then God looked down, and he looked at Adam, and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. You know what the word alone means? Separated, isolated. You know what the problem with most men today? They're separated. They're isolated. They're out there on an island all by themselves. They're struggling, and they don't want anyone to know about it. Hello, somebody. Don't act like I'm not ministering the truth. They're going through all of this, and they think that I'll be all right. But it keeps getting worse. God said it's not good for man to be separate, for man to be isolated. How I many of God says something is not good? It's not good. So it's safer, it's supportive, and, or supportive, and it's smarter. Number two, we can't accomplish our work alone. God is called linked up to serve. It is the fabric of our church. Together we can make a difference if everyone does a little. How many of y'all agree with that? Together we can make a difference if everyone just does a little. How many know Joel and Patricia Gregory did not build this building? Linked Up Church built this building, and we did it together. How many know you're just as much a part of this if you contribute it as we are? How many know we won't accomplish anything else by ourselves? Anything else that Linked Up Church does, there's only one way to do it, and that's called together. And I promise you, if we all get on the same page, matter of fact, can I say this, Lord? I can. It took us five years to get here because we weren't all together. Listen to me. It doesn't take five years to get that land. Just trying to teach you all something. Doesn't take that long. It's never about what's God's will for our lives. It's how quickly can we all get on the same page about his will. You all still with me out there? Go to Galatians, Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, the Passion Translation. Galatians 6.10, the Passion Translation. Galatians 6.10 says, Passion Translation says, Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others. Every opportunity to be a blessing to others. Watch this, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. You know how sometimes the last person we want to help is our own brothers and sisters in the faith. We want to judge each other. I thought you were I thought you were on the word. I mean, you know, everybody don't need to hear how much scripture you know. 
what I just said is what I just read is if you have an opportunity, help your brother or sister. I don't know about you. I like help without judgment. Oh, I'm preaching better than you all saying amen. If I got to sit down and explain to you everything about why I'm in this situation, I'd probably rather go somewhere else. I mean, if I didn't want to be in the situation, I wouldn't be in the situation. Now, there may be some understanding, some wisdom that's needed, but in reality, I need help right now. We need to be more sensitive that when we have opportunities, we need to look out for each other. Is everybody doing okay in this building today? Is there anybody in this building that needs help right now? Anybody needs some real help right now? I'm talking about real help. I'm talking about like help, help. I'm talking about like, man, help, 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 help. I'm talking about like help like I don't even know where the next meal is coming from kind of help. Anybody like that? Yeah. All right. All right. So now, watch this. Everybody thinks I'm supposed to do that. Get a get a pastor Gregory. Do it. Let God use you. <laughs> but guess what? I did that as an example. He really wants to use somebody in here. I knew it wouldn't be a whole lot of excitement and enthusiasm. Thank you all for that high level. That's a high level of enthusiasm right there. That, that right there, man, I'm telling you, that will shake and move a mountain. Everybody in here saw hands go up. That's an opportunity. But you know what you're sitting out there thinking? That's the church's responsibility. Folks, it's a paradigm shift. I am not the church. My name is Joel, not Jesus. Guess who's the church? Look at your neighbor. So yes, the church is supposed to help whenever it has an opportunity. Just modeling today. How many of y'all glad you came to service today? Just modeling today. See, somebody going to write me, send me, help me, help me, help me. Folks, the church is not a bank. Hmm? The church is a place where we can get together and look out for each other. Okay, all right, since you all... You're going to make me go out there. 99% of the stuff that goes on out there should never make it up here. I know it's a paradigm shift, but it's why we're not on that list. feel like it. <laughs> Tough audience today. You all agree with what you're hearing today? I, I know it's a little different, folks, but it's the Bible.
We need others to look out for us. Go to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1, the Passion Translation. We need others to look out for us. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1, the Passion Translation. We need others to look out for us. The third one, we need others to look out for us. It says, no matter what, make room in your heart to love every believer. No matter what. You don't understand, Pastor, the way that they are. No matter what. Make room in your heart to love just the ones you want to. Just the ones on your music department. Just the ones that you serve with. What, what's that? Guess what? You don't have to work hard to love somebody. You don't have to make room for somebody that you already love. You know who you have to make room for? The one that's, that, that's making you sit on that side of the room because you know they're on this side of the room. Come on, the one that serves in this department, that is your passion, but you don't want to serve because they're over there. Come on, will you make room in your heart for that person? So easy for us to say, I don't have time to fool with all these crazy people. But guess what? If you really think about it, you got some issues too. And guess what? Somebody out there is putting up with you. Come on, I know you all love me, but my wife has to be really saved to deal with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. She's got to be saved on top of saved, on top of saved, on top of saved. You better not say amen right there either. You better not say amen. You better not stand up, put your hand up. You better not stump your feet. You better not do none of that. Again, paradigm shift. See, we forget that we don't have it all together. We forget we have good days and bad days. Come on, somebody. We forget we have good weeks and bad weeks. Come on, we forget we have good months and bad months. Sometimes people can stay in a funk for a whole year. Interpret that for me. What is <laughs> hmm? Excellent. Say that again. So we forget where we come from. Somebody stay with us long enough until we got our act together. I know you're sitting there like you got it all together today, but you haven't always had it all together. I remember when your stuff used to smell real bad. Come on, somebody. And you remember, too. Come on, I remember when my stuff used to smell real bad. Come on, somebody. Somebody said, I'm going to keep working with them. 
Oh, this is, I mean, I'm, somebody give God a real good praise in here today. See, folks, it's called a small group. God says that we should watch out for each other. These are questions you need to ask yourself. Is there anyone watching your backside? Is there anybody who's watching out for your spiritual welfare? How are you doing today? Did you get your prayer time in? Did you get your devotion in? Why did you stop serving? We haven't seen you in a while. Where have you been? Is there anybody close like that? See, are you in a small group of people where people are willing to go through the tough times with you? Because trust me, tough times are coming. But guess what? Tough times don't last. But tough people do. Weeping may endure for a night, but I got good news for you. Joy is coming in the morning, but I can make it through the night if I've got somebody praying with me, calling me, supporting me, encouraging me. It'll make the nighttime better with other people. Community is God's answer to defeat being alone. We need others, number four, when tragedy hits. Again, I'm not, it's not a negative confession. It's just called life. My mother transitioned. My father transitioned. I've been without my, both my parents, most of my, my father for sure, but most of my adult life. I mean, no, I didn't ask for that. I didn't want that. Two very tough experiences. Folks, I've been fired. Things have happened. Life has happened. People I was close to are I'm no longer close with them today, but God is going to fix that and change that and bring that all the way back around. But there were people that were, there were bosoms, buzzy buddies with me. My, my main man, 50 grand, and he, he did something. Maybe I did something. I don't know. Maybe we both did something. But the reality is we're not together today. We need others when tragedy hits. We need people with us when the inevitable crisis of life happens. When tragedy hits, we should not face them alone. There are situations we should never have to go through alone. Listen to me carefully online. I love you. But everything that I'm ministering today, if you live in metropolitan Atlanta, you cannot get this at your coffee table. You cannot get this laying in your bed. You cannot get this making the easier decision to stay home and watch it online. You can't help other people the way you can in person by sitting at home online. It is a strategy that the enemy will use. You'll do it one time. It'll be so comfortable, so easy. I'm still getting the word. I still can give online, but you're not building community. You don't have people touching you, loving you, hugging on you, lifting you up, speaking life into you, complimenting you. And worse than that, you're not hugging anybody else and speaking life into somebody else and lifting somebody else up. Folks, we need to be together for all of that to happen. The crisis of life hits everyone. No one should ever have to wait in the hospital when a loved one has just transitioned by themselves. 
No one should ever have to hear the news about some of their loved ones who are serving in one of our five military branches. They should never have to hear the, the news that they've lost a loved one on the battlefield alone. Should never, ever, never, ever have to spend the first night alone when our immediate family member has transitioned. And I can go on and on and on. My wife and I, folks, life is real. Death is inevitable. Everybody wants to get to heaven, but no one wants to die to get there. And the reality is, should the Lord tarry, we will all go that way. And who's going to be there with you in those moments? We shouldn't have to go through this alone. My wife and I, one of our, man, I've known him for over 25 years. Her husband just transitioned a couple of months ago. We get the call that she's in the hospital. Cancer is spread all the way through her body. They want to move her over here. They're giving her a certain time period to, to live. My wife and I, we walk in there, and everybody's crying. Her two sons just had to bury her father. Buried their father a couple of months ago. Now they're sitting at the bedside with their, with their mother. And the one thing that was consistent both times is that they got a chance to see my wife and I when the transition happened with their father. And now they're seeing my wife and I walk in when their mother is going through a tough time. And the first thing I told them is that your mother will win whether it's on this side or on the other side. She will ultimately get healed. And why she is coherent, why she still thinking while she's still in her right mind moments matter you all should be talking about life and building each other up and mama I remember when you sacrificed and did all of this for me and when you were there and then I told those boys make her some promises while she still can understand tell her that there will be a man of God in this family she doesn't have to worry about whether or not the legacy of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is gonna die with her if her boys We'll pick up the mantle and run with it. Come on, folks, we need each other. We out here at picnics and having fun and going to concerts and at the funk fest, and our brothers and sisters are going through stuff. The time is now to build a safety net, a network of supporters and friends. Get in a place now, because at some point, the tragedy is going to happen. We don't know when, but the time to prepare is now. Where is your safety net? Do you have one? Where is your group of supporters? Life hits you right now. Who's there to, to grab you? Who's holding the net out saying, jump right here. I've got your back. You don't have to go through this by yourself. We'll cook for you. We'll clean for you. We'll bring food over for you. We're not on the list because we don't care about each other like this. We care about ourselves. 
opposite of love is called selfishness. You think I felt like after working all week, working all day on Friday, you think I felt like driving through traffic at 5 o'clock, Atlanta traffic to go down to Emory Hospital? How many know some things are not about your feelings? Some things are about your commitment. Everything in life is not convenient. What is God's safety net? God's safety net is a group of other believers. We don't need a hundred. We only need three to six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But it's a group of other believers who are committed to us. Community is God's answer to despair. Number five, we need others to share the message with us. I'm going to prepare to close right here. It's 10 o'clock. Did you all get anything out of this today? Yeah. Folks, listen to me. I'm telling you where we're failing. We're not failing attending church. We're failing being the church when we lead this building. I quit church. I quit. I'm ready to do community. I'm ready to do life. We need each other to share the message of love. Go to John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Everyone has a life message that God wants us to share. What is the best way for us to witness to people who do not know the love of God? How do we witness best to them? See, a lot of people, if I ask you that question, what is the best way for you to be a witness to the world? How would you answer me? She says, show love. What else? I'm talking about to an unbeliever. What is the best way to witness to them? Come on, talk to me. Your actions. What else? Your attitude. What else? What was that? Your testimony. No judgment. How many of you know all of those are great answers, but they're not the best answers? You know the best way to minister to the world? It's found right here in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. New King James Version reads this way. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Watch this. That you also love one another. Verse 35. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Notice, he said, the world will know that you're his disciples, not by how you love them, but how we love each other. See, people determine whether or not they want to be a part of this based off of how they see us treat each other. And they draw a conclusion that, you know what, we do all that at work. I don't need to go there to get that. We're trying to build a community in here that is such a strong witness. We very seldom have to witness to other people because they say, I want to be a part of that. 
People don't care how much you know. They want to know how much do you care. Listen to me, folks. I'm challenging us this morning. People aren't looking for another church to go to. It's 100 million of them. People are looking for love. And will, when they come to Linked Up Church, will they find it? So what impresses the community the most? It's when believers love each other. What impresses them is not our size, not our building, not our sermons, not our music, but is linked up a place where I can come and receive love. Or am I going to come there and receive attitude, standoffish? During the next 40 days, we're going to start a revolution. You're supposed to hit that right there. You're supposed to hit it right there. During the next 40 days, we're getting ready to start a revolution. Book of Revelation, uh -huh. chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. Yes, sir. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst anymore. Preach, preacher. For God shall wipe away. Yes, sir. Every tear from their eyes. Yes, sir. Get ready for the revolution. What you say? Are you all ready for the revolution? Come on, I, I asked the question. Are you all ready for the revolution? Come on, I asked the question, are you all ready for the revolution? So in summary, let's all stand to our feet today. We need other believers to walk with us, to work with us, to look out for us, to be with us when tragedy hits, and to share the message of love with us. I want you to put your hand over your heart and I want you to make this declaration of interdependence. You ready? Yes. Say, I, I really, 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 really need, need to, be to be in a group, in a group of, at of at least three to six people. I commit, I commit to either start one, to either start one or be a part of one in Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and give God glory for that today. Come on, that's our declaration of independence. The church is all about community. Folks, community is our middle name. Linked up community church. Where we build it in so that we can go out and make a greater impact. Of all the people that God could have chosen to be at Linked Up Church, he chose us for this season and for this hour. He's called us to take on this challenge to prove what hasn't been done around the United States of America in churches that look like ours, that it can be done. Are you all ready for the revolution? Are you all going to help us build something special? Come on, let's make God famous in the earth. God did not bring us to this church so that we could watch history being made from the sidelines. 
He brought us here because he wants us to be a leader in it and to get involved. I want to challenge you today. How many of y'all received the message that you heard today? I want to challenge you today. Listen very carefully. I want to make sure I don't want to say this statement wrong. You cannot learn about community without first being in community. Did you all hear what I just said? You cannot learn about community without being in community. Every head's bowed, every eye closed in prayer. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the first community you need to belong to is called the family of God. By receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So if you're here today and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I want to pray with and for you. Secondarily, you might say, Pastor, I got out of the family. I got out of the community. I went back out into the world. I got isolated. I got separated. And I got off. And I think I heard today what happened. I want to come and reconnect. I want to come back to Christ. I want to rededicate my life. If that's you today, and you want to come back, you've gotten out of fellowship, you want to come back to Christ, I want to pray with and for you. And then finally, if you're here today, this message has resonated with you, and you want to be a part of our Linked Up Church family, you want to join Linked Up Church today, I want to pray with and for you. The one thing I promise you, just like today, every time you come in this building, you'll, you'll get the Word of God and the Word of God only. And my wife and I, this staff, will pray for you every single day of our lives. So once again, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer, no one moving, no one talking unless you've been assigned to do so. I gave three invitations today. First was to give your life to Christ. Second was to come back to Christ. Third was to join Linked Up Church. I want to pray for you today, but I only know that you desire my prayers by the lifting up of your hand. So if you would, right where you're standing right now, if you want prayer on any one of those three invitations, would you shoot your hand up in the air right now? Lift it up. Keep it up as high as you possibly can. God bless you, young lady. God bless you. I see that hand right there. God bless you. I see that hand over there. God bless you up there in the risers. Anyone else in here today? You want to give your life to Christ? You want to come back to Christ? Or you want to join Linked Up Church? You didn't raise your hand that first time. You're saying something's telling me I need to raise my hand. I'm telling you that is not something. That is a person. It is the person of the Holy Spirit. He's convicting you because he loves you. He's trying to get you out of something that's not good so that he can get you into something that's very good. So if you didn't raise your hand that first time, but in your heart, you know you should have, lift it up right now. Lift it up, keep it up. God bless you, young lady. Anyone else? Lift it up, keep it up. Anyone else? All right, would you do me one more favor if you raised your hand first time or second time, or you didn't, but in your heart you know you should have, would you do me one more favor? Gather up all of your personal belongings. Step into the nearest aisleway. Come meet me right down here at the front. Congregation, give them a big round of applause as they come. I won't go back. I won't go back. Can't go back to the way it used to be. Before your presence came and changed me. We're going forward.
else that wants to be down here before we pray today? I just want to make sure I saw that hand go up. God loves you and we love you too. You're okay? Right here? You're, she's fine? Okay. All right. Anyone else? All right. If you all would, this is a small, intimate group today. And so what we're going to do, if you all will look to my left, they're going to take you to a room and really specifically deal with what you came down here today. They will not keep you long at all. Go ahead and follow that young man right now. Give them another big round of applause. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stay family. I won't go back. I won't go back. Go back. Go back to the way it used to be. For your presence came and changed. Just very quickly, if you felt just a real urge in your heart that you wanted to be down here, but you just weren't comfortable in front of this crowd of people, it's not a big deal. We've made provision for you. So we have what's called a connection card. You'll take this card, fill it out in its entirety. It should be in the seat pocket in front of you. If not, you'll see the hostesses walking up and down each aisle. They'll put this card in your hand, and on this card, you'll fill out the information and check the box that applies to you. Every single week, people get saved, they come back to Christ, they get filled with the Holy Spirit, and they join Linked Up Church right over the phone. So if you would, in a moment, I'm going to take up an offering, take that completed card, and then drop it in the offering receptacle. Praise God. You all can be seated. And while you're being seated, I want to give you all some action steps, okay? I'm going to ask that no one leave at this time unless you have an emergency or work or something like that to get to uh, or you're on assignment or something like that. But everybody, I want to give you some action steps today. And the slides should go up on the screen. The slides are ready if you all could. I want to give everyone some action steps today, okay? Now, we're inviting everyone to participate. Are they up? We're inviting everyone to participate and experience the benefits of community via small groups or serve projects during this 40 days of community. So this is six weeks, 40 days of community. Next slide. It is our desire that all adults will host or attend a Connect 40 group. So to be a host, I don't want you all to feel like you have to go bring strangers into your house. I mean, it could just be you and your family. And for a lot of people, that's a good starting place, right? If you're not married, then you can get together with someone that you're already comfortable with, and you all go through the, the uh, material together, okay? Next screen, next slide. The group can uh, include just you, your family, co-workers, or a small circle of friends, as I just mentioned. Next slide. All right, what is a host? Host or attend a Connect 40 group. Next slide. Uh, here's an opportunity to build community. Next slide. All right, hosting a group simply means have a group, open your home, your family, and, your, and or your friends. Of course, it doesn't have to be your home. It could be at Starbucks. It could be at the park. It could be wherever you feel comfortable. Serve a snack. How many of everybody, peanuts aren't expensive? Serve a snack. And then we've already create, created all the materials. You didn't get it all today. So the booklet allows you to actually go a lot deeper than even the message that you heard today. And then you'll get a chance to talk it out as a group and then hold each other accountable. Okay, next screen. If you don't have a group to attend, we will have some groups that will meet here on this upcoming Wednesday night. Next screen. What will those look like? Men will meet in the fellowship hall. And so what we're going to do, though, is if it's 200 of us, we're still going to break us 
out into groups of six to seven, really no more than, what would we say, eight people or so, right? No more than eight people. So if it's 200 men in there, we're going to do it small group style and go through the pamphlet together, okay, or the booklet together. Women will meet right here in the worship center. I wouldn't be surprised if it's about 700 of them in here. Right? And I want to encourage all the ladies. See, we're, we're, there's a lot of ways to get connected. If you're not attending Empower Her Conference, why not? Listen to this. What else is there to do? That's an opportunity to connect. Young adults will meet in the plug. Young adults, if you consider yourself a young adult, that's you. We haven't put an age cap on that, but, but if you're over 50, <laughs> go to one of those other groups. <laughs> All right, so ladies will be in the worship center. Fellows will be in the fellowship hall. This is if you don't have somewhere to go, okay? You want to start your process, your journey, and the young adults will be in the plug. Next screen. Okay? How to sign up or pick up your package. Raise your hand and the ushers or hostesses will put a commitment card in your hand. If you want to sign up today, raise your hand. Ushers or hostesses will put a commitment card in your hand. All of those hands that are going up, let's put a commitment card in their hand. Listen to this, folks. Uh, I've been pastoring this church for five years. We did this when I was a pastor at the previous church at Faith Christian Center. There are already over 600 people signed up. Never seen that before. I think God's trying to do something at Linked Up Church. Okay? Already over 600. That's what out today. It begins today. Pick up your packets. You can also pick up your packets in the fellowship hall immediately after service where you'll get one of these shirts, the booklet, a Live Connected wristlet, and I think that's it. That's all the items that are in that uh, packet. Now, don't just sign up so you can get a T-shirt. See that's, see, that's why we're not on that list. Don't just sign up to get a free t-shirt and wristlet. That's called stealing. You got to say this stuff. Everybody all right out there? Everybody still love God? Next screen. Is that it? Does that cover everything? All right. Praise God. Am I missing anything? 7 p.m. on Wednesday night. 6.30 for the ladies needs to be a consistent time. 6.30 for the ladies, 7 for everyone else. We'll send out emails to everyone who signed up. All right, and missing anything else. Can they sign up at the